Welcome to the Pinch to Zoom podcast. I'm Stetson. I'm Gabe. And in this episode, we are talking about what to expect at CES 2020, which is coming up actually this week as you're listening to this podcast. Um, Basically, CES, for those of you who may be unfamiliar, is a tech gathering uh, community of people come together where uh, basically retailers, companies display the bleeding edge of technology, the products they have to offer, and the press gets to go, get hands-on, produce a lot of articles, a lot of videos, um, and we get to imagine some sort of futuristic world. Gabe, would you say that's a that's a pretty accurate description? Yeah, uh, it's a huge disappointment, I think, every year because so much cool tech comes out and a very little amount of it actually makes it into our hands that year or sometimes even ever. Like a lot of times we'll see products come out that never uh, see the light of day, never actually turn into a consumer product. But it still is very cool. You know, this year it's kicking off uh, January 7th. That's Monday in Vegas. And it goes for like the first, uh, I think, three days. So it's like January 7th, 8th, 9th. But really it's that Monday that we're going to see uh, presentations from Samsung, uh, LG, Sony, and I think the other one is uh, Panasonic. That's yeah. L- LG at 8 a.m., uh, Panasonic at 10 a.m., Sony at 5 p.m., and Samsung at 6.30. That's all Pacific time, so knock it back three hours if you're on the East Coast. But It's a pretty impressive conference, but to your point, it's not like an Apple keynote where they have the keynote and then you can pre-order that Friday for the device. Yeah. No, that's, is, that's, a, that's a good, very good point. Th- these are announcements for kind of hypothetical tech products showing unique applications for the absolute bleeding edge of technology. We've seen things like foldable phones being announced here last year, uh, flexible displays, transparent or translucent displays, self-driving cars. They've been showing off foldable and rollable displays, I want to say, for the past five years. Right. Right? Don't you, like... Haven't you seen, you know, like, it's like, oh, this year, this new foldable display, maybe you'll make it. No, it's not going to. It just doesn't come out. It just doesn't actually come out in a product. Um, I think, so to recap last year, some highlights that I felt we saw, Impossible Burger 2.0, new Intel processor, Royal FlexPie folding phone. Um, We had the $7,000 smart toilet from Kohler smart toilets. I picked toilets. up four of those. I only, I only use those toilets now. Yeah, you're in a totally different world. Luxury oh, bathroom it, experience, I bet. It's incredible. It's literally flushing money down the toilet, though. <laughs> That's a great way of putting that. That's yeah. a great way of putting that. Thank you. I didn't re- pre-write that joke at all. Uh, but, I, you know, we're kind of getting almost too into CES before we even go through our quick news segment of the show. Oh, wow. Yeah, we are a tech podcast, and... There is always some sort of quick news coming out, even though like CES is dominating the headlines. Let's keep that in its own area. That's the CES. We'll talk about that in a bit. But we did have some other news to talk about that happened kind of over the holidays in the past couple of weeks. So let's just get right into the quick news, quick news, quick news, quick news, quick news. All right. First off, what do we have up, Stetson? First up, we have Qualcomm. They announced, of course, their new Snapdragon chip. This is the Snapdragon 865. And what you need to know is it's going to be faster. Wait, hold on. Before you get on to that, yeah. uh, for people, I thought only Tostitos and, what, kettle chips? Those were the real, like, big chip oh, makers. Oh, Gabe, you're thinking of the snack foods, which is understandable. Snacking okay, is so important. Wait, you said a chip. What do you so, mean by a chip? 
chips are processors that go okay. in computers. They're the brains of your laptop, your desktop right. computer, your smartphone. And in this case, the Qualcomm chip uh, or processor is the brain of your smartphone, specifically high-end Android flagship phones. Yep. And yeah. what what this new processor is boasting is two times the artificial intelligence processing power. That means your phone's going to be able to do really smart things, most likely related to image enhancing and other AI-specific algorithms. 25% faster speed, 35% uh, more battery efficiency than its predecessor. And this is really huge for increasing battery life on smartphones uh, while maintaining small form factors and sizes. And for camera improvements, uh, the Snapdragon 865 can power phones that can take up to 200 megapixel photos. Let's just let that sink that's, in for a little bit. That's ridiculous. I mean, I know Sony just uh, this past like year released this A7R4, which was taking 62 megapixel photos, and people were freaking out about that. And that's a high-end like $4,000 camera. Right, and, and this chip, this processor is going in smartphones. So yeah, the, wow. The cameras themselves are not yet available, but this chip will be able to process all of that image data. So that's exciting to see, and up to 8K video. So Well, I know we did see the 108 megapixel, uh, what was that phone that came out earlier this year? Yeah, so that was the Xiaomi Mi Note 10, and that had the okay. first 108 megapixel camera in a smartphone and that was actually using a previous generation Qualcomm chip uh, but so already they're doing some pretty impressive things and I, I guess the other big thing here is you know obviously it's faster it can do all this great processing the other thing is it's getting ready for 5G Qualcomm's doing okay. something interesting here they're actually separating 5G out so the Snapdragon 865 is going to be the processor and there is going to be a separate chip called the X55 that is going to house all of the 5G LTE bands. I guess it is just it's just 5G. All the 5G bands uh, for better network performance and coverage in those small areas that do happen to have 5G coverage. So not not really applicable to a lot of people. But if you do happen to live in an area that has 5G, I guess you can take advantage of that with this new chip possibly so right yeah, do we know which phones we're going to be seeing this in by any chance so this is going to start coming out in many new flagship devices in 2020 the most notable one that we're seeing rumors for right now is the samsung galaxy s11 so this is going to be this is actually have you heard about this like yeah i think i saw um cnet or a couple of different sites had some articles about a leaked video uh, potentially announcing that, or well, the leaked video was supposed to be coming out probably later, announcing that the event would be on February 11th, but it's out now because it leaked. And so now we know that they're announcing the S11, I think, February 11th. This is true. So not, not only are smartphones leaking, but the events announcing the smartphones are leaking. Yeah. That's, this, that's how much the tech industry is hey, leaking it's, right now. Hey, it's some good, it's some good free pro press for them you know it is it is did you happen to see the the specs of this thing i mean i saw that i mean i i like we mentioned the huawei uh xiaomi mi note 10 had a 108 megapixel camera i saw that this was also going to have one of those too yeah so, so it's it's packing so powering it snapdragon 865 it's going to have what looks like a five camera array on the back 
unclear okay, exactly no, hold on. what five camera array that's out of control it's out of control but you know getting extra data can really help companies get more depth sensing and information for better portrait mode shots all of that stuff so we're looking at potentially five cameras two of the big ones an optical lens that's 48 megapixels with five times zoom we saw something similar on the huawei p30 pro the 108 megapixel camera that you saw and that we've seen in the xiaomi mi note 10 we're also looking at a 120 hertz oled display usb type c a centered hole punch selfie camera and possibly the end of the headphone jack on Samsung's flagship device, which is a bummer. Wow. That is a bummer. That is, yeah, I mean, I've been without a aux uh, plug-in on my uh, phone for a long time because Apple was so brave and got rid of it. Uh, I want to say, was that three years ago now? Four years ago? Yeah, and wait, Gabe, what's, what are the name of the uh, the headphones that you put in your ears? The AirPods? Yeah, the AirPods. Didn't you, you gave them a special Bluetooth name, right? Every time oh, you, uh, oh you yes, them? yeah, you're right, yeah. You can change the name of your Bluetooth uh, connections, and I changed mine to Ear Cancer. Ah, yeah. Just it, was, uh, it was that, but no, but just just people think that uh, you know Bluetooth headphones are the only ones that do give you radiation. You still get radiation from regular plugged-in headphones. It transfers from the phone through the cable into your ears. So that that might almost deserve its own episode. Yeah, I don't think so. It's not quite maybe, enough. <laughs> talking about that but uh so that's that's one phone i think i'm not sure about these other phones but there are a few more devices i'd like to mention i'm not sure if they're going to be getting the new snapdragon chip uh but a couple couple notable ones lg g9 okay uh this is going to be another device with multiple cameras we're looking at a potential four camera array on the back this one will have a headphone jack okay good no fingerprint reader in the renders and should be coming out this year but we don't know when quite yet and speaking of phones with headphone jacks, we have seen some exciting leaks for the Pixel 4a. So this is, of course, Google's budget phone. Last year, they had the Pixel 3a. Uh, hold on a sec. I'm not, I, I would, how could any leak for this phone be exciting? The 4 was such a letdown. How could the budget version of that be exciting? Okay, so the budget version is going to be exciting. Unless it was exactly the same specs, but just a way cheaper price. It's going to be a cheaper price, which is probably one of the headline features like if you can get a flagship camera experience at a $400 price point I think that's a compelling option for a lot of people because you're getting again people buy phones for the camera quality that's one of the top selling features so I think I think this could perform well it's also got a fingerprint reader on the back which I think will provide a better experience than the motion sense face unlock technology in pixel 4 right now and it's also coming out um again really what we're looking at is just the the camera the camera is going to be uh supposedly phenomenal well, on this i mean device. pixels their name is literally pixel they better have a good camera it's gonna have a good camera and um i think i mean that's really what you need to know about this potentially a plastic design again to save on costs no news on wireless charging but good camera headphone jack affordable price that's what people are looking for. And okay, I think well, that is a lot of phones. So that's a lot of phones. I'm um, overdosed right now on phones. Let's, I think, but there's not much else for quick news, really. Everything I, else is kind of pushed into the CES bin. Yeah, I think, I think you're right about that. And I mean, really, I guess the one last thing is that Apple, Amazon, and Google are coming together to create okay, yeah. uh, a standardization for the Internet of Things. 
And uh, you're an Internet of Things user, right? I am an Internet of Things tech addict. I am hooked up on a, right now on an IV drip. The Internet of Things is flowing through me. And I, I presume you can control that drip with your voice? What? No, I have a lever over here that I pull up and down <laughs> if I want to. That is... The, no, yeah. So, Internet of Things, for people who don't know, is basically the connected world that we see where you can go to your smartphone, uh, you know, click a button in the Hue app, turn on a light, say to your assistant, you know, set the heat to this, do that. All this really cool stuff, you know, including security cameras, etc., and up till now, it's been a bit of a mess, to say the least. I mean, I love the convenience that it offers, but it's a lot of confusion, especially for people, you know, older people like my parents or people who are less in tech inclined. It's like you have to navigate, all right, does this system work with this? Oh, but wait, that one won't, you know, oh, if it's Amazon, that won't work with this. Oh, no, that doesn't work with Apple HomeKit. So it's really a mess up till now. And I think that's been really because these companies have been trying to compete for this market space, which is expanding rapidly, but, you know, also has is looking for some real definition and some standards to be established. And it looks like finally we've gotten to the point where they're going to get around to doing that. So, yeah. So that, I mean, that's a beautiful summary. We're looking to get a standardized approach to the internet of things. So all of your devices can work beautifully together and you don't run the risk of getting a new device from one company, having that company go under and then suddenly losing support for your products. Yeah, it's basically, it's going to be called Project Connected Home over IP. It's going to create a new standard that you can basically, essentially, you'll see on a product that you buy. So if you go to buy, you know, something from Ikea that's a connected smart pro uh, product or, you know, a new Hue light bulb, it'll have this little logo on it that will show, oh, it does work with this, you know, connected home over IP or whatever they end up eventually calling it. And then you can say, oh, cool. Awesome. It works, you know, and you don't have to worry about reading the fine print or, you know, like, oh, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, founding, finding back doors into making stuff work and et cetera. So very exciting to see that. Probably won't start rolling out till the end of this year, if then. But yeah, the, the, the idea of the Internet of Things, uh, you know, the connected home coming together more is an exciting prospect. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. And I think yeah. we're also ready to uh, to move on. But first, I think we should do our not sponsored segment. You know, we haven't done this in a while uh, because of we had some kickback throwback episodes and look forward episodes. And so why don't you remind people what this is? So the not sponsored segment of the Pinch to Zoom podcast is where Gabe and I share a product or a service that we personally use and enjoy and offer it as unsolicited advice, basically, because we have no sponsors on this podcast as of yet. So we genuinely we genuinely believe in the products we, we recommend and we offer, and we just take 30 seconds each to pitch our idea in an advertisement-like segment that is hopefully enjoyable. Yeah, that was, I think that was a pretty good thing. So you want to go first, or do I want to go first? Yeah, I, I, you just, <laughs> did you ask yourself the question? I mean, I, okay, should I go first or should you go first? I'm ready to go first. If okay, you're, you're ready to if go you're first. Ready All to right, let me, me pull up the timer, put 30 seconds on the shot clock. We are ready to go. And are you ready? I'm so ready. All right, three, two, and one, you're off. This episode of the Pinch to Zoom podcast is sponsored by Himalayan salt lamps. Salt lamps look beautiful on your desk, in your home, and around your office. They supposedly emit negatively charged ions that bond with positively charged ions emitted from your electronic devices 
to create a neutral atmosphere that is more pleasant to work in. I love their glow. I love the ambiance they put off. So consider picking up a salt lamp today for your home or office. That was good. But I did notice that you might have had a little Freudian slip there. You said sponsored. Um, I, well, I'm pretty sure I said not sponsored. No, did I say sponsored? You definitely said sponsored. I think. Actually, let me check. Uh, if you guys use code Stets, no, oh, use no. code whoa, Pinch whoa, to Zoom. Whoa. Oh, okay. At least uh, at least have it be code Pinch to Zoom. Don't have it be your own name. Code Pinch wow. to Zoom. Place that yeah. order. Um, let me just at, reply at to this email real salt fast. Lamps. Is there? A, do you think there is a saltlamps.com? Gabe, did I just give you a new business idea? You were yeah. talking about but, a lot well, of someone business definitely ideas. has to have that. So, all right. Well, yeah, I don't have a salt lamp, but I know you use it in all your video thumbnails. I, it looks nice. It just looks and nice. It That's a nice, warm, uh, ambient atmosphere. So, yeah, there you go. Check That's out my salt item. lamps. All right, my turn, Gabe. Are you ready? Get it up. I am kind of ready. I don't know. On like your six mark, things I could talk about. Get set. Begin. All right, I would like to say that this episode we're not sponsored by TikTok. I'm actually watching TikTok right now. Uh, that's not a good one. But I do like, it is a very interesting, oh, what's this TikTok? Oh, this, it's about this girl, how she starts her Saturdays and how she's putting on clothes, brushing her teeth, uh, socks. I don't know where the punchline's coming with. She's putting on like snow pants. Oh, obviously she probably lives in someplace really cold maybe or is she going hunting? I don't know. Either way, anyways, TikTok is a very fun app. Uh, check it out. Bye. Okay, that was an interesting. Now, uh, yeah. Now we have to. Now we have to loop that about twenty times, and that's a TikTok right there. <laughs> do we have to get some background music that's totally copyrighted that we don't understand how TikTok? Yeah, can use, you have but to some... do that. You also have to potentially. Um, the other thing about TikTok, it's not just music. It's like you can reuse other people's sounds. So oh. like they'll be like, the one really popular one is like people going. Uh, it seems like you can just do anything on TikTok and it'll go viral. Like I can just pretty much just do this and boom, there's a thousand views right there. And it's like, and then, and then people will just do whatever. Like people will like be like dumping to- toothpaste down the toilet or like putting shaving cream all over a mirror and then wiping it off. Like really super random stuff. That's wild. Gabe, yeah, what is, it's, what it's is a your... really, it's a really highbrow content. You wouldn't understand it. This is really deep, very intense production value. What is like, your TikTok? Where can our listeners find you at? Uh, you can find me on TikTok at Digital Tech Reviews, unless I change my handle, but that's probably what I'm going to keep it with. And uh, uh, be sure to use Pinch to Zoom when you sign up, so you can get that referral bonus from TikTok. Is that right, Gabe? Yeah, uh, you'll, they'll give you um, the app for free. I they'll guess. give you. Yeah, an that's account. what they'll do. Yeah, they'll give you an account for free. Yep, that's only if you use our code somehow. I don't know where. But yeah, that's uh, that's our not sponsored segment. Uh, let us know what you're not sponsored by by using the hashtag not sponsored, I guess. And we probably won't see it because so many other people use that hashtag as well. But yeah. I agree. I think we should move on to what we expect at this year's Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. This are is you, big. This is I'm I'm ready for it. I'm ready to also be underwhelmed. Are yeah, Gabe, are you excited for this? You said you're genuinely generally underwhelmed uh by this show. Is this something you look forward to? Well, well this year is different, okay? This year is that's different. That's where you ask that's where you ask, "Hey Gabe, why is it different?" "Hey Gabe, why is it different?" "Oh, Stetson, well, thank you so much for asking. This year it's different because of drones." And what what is different about drones? Haven't we seen drones before at CES? Well, 2019 was kind of the year of no drones. No drones. So you're telling me 
of the four and a half thousand exhibiting country companies. Excuse me. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. We didn't no. see any drones. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Well, I can see where you're going with this. No, uh, we did see some drones, but essentially what happened was, you know, the past beginning in like 2014, 2015 with DJI and other tech companies out there that were getting into drones, you saw a huge amount of growth, right? And innovations, they were releasing drones. DJI literally released four drones in one year, four brand new drones. It was a good and, year for DJI Right, fans. exactly. They were, they were innovating, they were shrinking size, adding higher res. But then around, you know, 2018, we kind of saw a cap off on like what specs, features, et cetera, you could put into a drone. So 2019 has kind of been not many drones coming out as companies have said, all right, we now have to push a little harder, do a little more R&D to get the next big drone that's going to be popular. And because of that, yeah, 2019, we really saw not many drones released. You saw the Mavic Mini from DJI and a couple others from some smaller companies, but not much else. So 2020, they're looking to get off to this year with a bang, start the decade with a big fleet of flying drones flying out uh and yeah we got some exciting stuff so first one we mentioned before so i'll just quickly brush through it autel evo 2 yes gabe you seem really excited about this drone what are the high points what's what's there to get excited about? there's a reason to be excited is because it could be having a 6k camera and possibly even an 8k camera with a swappable gimbal module like that how is that even like possible i don't even have a camera that shoots 6k with the black magic you? pocket cinema 6k yeah but i don't have it do you have it i don't no, have not it. many people have a camera that shoots 6k that would so, so wait, the fact that we... we could be getting a drone that shoots 6k video footage is yeah that that's that's a really big thing other Sh- other should... notable specs include you know the 35 minute battery life uh possible 16 kilometer range so Overall, yeah, it looks like an exciting drone. It'll be interesting to see the price because the current Evo is $999. So if they can get this probably under $1,500, that would be, you know, I'm expecting, right, they'll like do like the tiered pricing structure. Should I just jump on this and replace my A7 III, a 6K camera? Gabe, that's huge. I mean, potentially. It depends. It all depends on the sensor size, you know. That's true. If that they makes do a, a one-inch difference. sensor with 6K, that's pretty good. Uh, the AK one will probably be a tiny little sensor, but yeah, that so that's the Autel Evo two. What else do we have? What's else? What else is new in the drone world? What else is new or going to be new in the drone world? We have uh, DJI potentially releasing something at CES, but most likely it's going to be after at their own event. You know, I would expect like, their own event. Yeah, they like to do their own thing. They kind of fly their own flag, uh, fly their own drones. I guess would be the better way to put that. But yeah, so we'll see from them the Mavic three. And possibly the Inspire 3 coming up after CES, uh, most likely January or the beginning of February, which, I mean, just basic advancements there in specs, maybe 6K in the Mavic 3, uh, you know, better active track, full 360 flight, you know, sensing obstacle avoidance and a longer range, most likely. So some slight spec bumps. We'll really have to kind of wait and see on those. Um, And okay, so those are some two pretty big drone manufacturers. Of course, uh, we just had that Skydio 2 drone that technically came out already in 2019. Yeah, I still haven't gotten my pre-order invitation, even though I put in my reservation literally an hour after it was announced. So, so really, it's a 2020 drone. Yeah. And that's been really impressive with its obstacle avoidance. What other drones are we expecting to potentially see at CES? 
Okay, the last one, which we, not potentially, this is pretty much confirmed, and they've basically announced the drone through sneak peeks and stuff like that, is this little, not well-known company called X-Dynamics that is out of Hong Kong, and I think they only started uh, in 2017, I'm pretty sure, so they're a pretty recent company. That's, I mean, that's surprising for a, yeah. a young company to be releasing drones. It It is a challenging market to break into with DJI pretty much dominating the space, do we know anything about their potential drone? Uh, yeah, like I said, we do know uh, most stuff about it. So I don't know how well you're listening. You might need to turn me up a little bit in your headphones so you can hear me better. But the drone is going to be called the Evolve 2. Obviously, the follow-up to the Evolve current drone that they have, which is annoyingly closely named to the Evo by Autel. So those companies got to figure something else out there. But anyways, it's not the Evo. It's the Evolve 2. And they're kind of strategy with this drone and their whole brand is they're going for more of a higher end drone rather than trying to compete on the lower end consumer models, you know, that are under kind of $1,500 or prosumer models. This is going to be probably around the price of their current one around $2,500, but it packs some really incredible specs. It's a micro four thirds camera that they're putting on there. So that's bigger than a one inch sensor like you get like on the Mavic 3 and it's going to be able to shoot 4k at 120 frames a second. That's huge. That, I mean, let, let, that, let that set in. Like, yeah, for a drone? 4K, yeah. My it's, camera can't even do that. Well, there's not many cameras that can do that, like other than red cameras and super high-end cameras. My question is, why are we putting these high-end cameras on drones? Like, yeah, why right, are these not in my hands first? <laughs> just release them for me to be able to use like a regular camera. She whiz. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, it's also going to have a 33-minute flight time, so... That's, That's good. We, good. We've seen, I think we're basically hitting the 30 minute mark for most new drones these days. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, it's getting to a standard that if it doesn't do 30 minutes, I don't, what are you guys even doing? Landing. Um, that's what they're doing. They're landing. Yeah, they're landing pulling five an times. Emergency landing. Uh, and anyways, and the drones also, um, it features the design, by the way, for people who haven't seen it, that uses an all carbon fiber body and it looks kind of like a phantom drone like it's the same kind of design where the legs are there you know they don't fold up or anything the drone doesn't fold so it's basically like i'd like to imagine this is what the phantom 5 would look like if we ever got it interesting interesting but it's going to yeah. come from x dynamics this time around yeah it's going to come from x dynamics and it's going to be yeah it's going to be the last thing the controller is really in interesting design rather than have you use your phone it has two screens built in an eight inch one and a 5.5 inch one and, you know, one is like on the top and one is built into the actual controller. And so like the one on the top gives you the FPV first person view from your camera. And the other one is all your settings and stuff. I really so like, like that. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting design. So I like to see some competition for DJI because they are really just dominating the whole market. And this could be something that, you know, uh, offers them some competition kind of sitting in between the Mavic 3 and the Inspire 3. So that a lot of drones to keep your eyes out. Do you yeah. think we're going to see all of these at CES or I guess DJI is kind of in the air and then um, we'll see. No pun intended. Yeah, no no pun intended, but hopefully we'll get some exciting news and confirmation on these other drones uh, yeah. that are sounding. Yeah, I don't I don't think we'll see anything really, good. really from DJI at CES. We could maybe see them put out um, a new like Osmo Pocket or something like that as that is now a year old as of December or maybe even 
maybe a Ronin S2, but I think for that, they'd probably either wait till NAB or do their own event. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but I that's, think... Yeah, that's, that's really it for drones. Uh, do you want to move on to phones or do we want to go to cameras next? Well, I, let's just quickly ping pong our way through some smartphones. Yeah, we pretty much touched on most of them, but yeah. there's a couple more that are are going to be coming out or you know going to be shown off at CES. We touched on Galaxy S11, Pixel 4a, and LG G9. Samsung had a surprise release. They confirmed details for the Galaxy S10 Lite and Galaxy well, Note this wasn't, 10 Lite. This wasn't even confirming details. They put out a press release. They, it's, it's, it's official. It's official. This, is, this phone is coming out. I personally think they did this because the leaks were already starting to come out. And I think they, they just said, wanted to... They said, to, you, you can't leak it if we just dump the bucket on the ground. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so some highlights here. It's going to have the same camera as the Note, uh, potentially better or worse on the S10 Lite because of its higher megapixel, but because of the lower individual pixel sensor size uh, that may impact image quality. It's going to have a new super steady optical image stabilization built in. Uh, which could be great for videos and low light performance. It's only going to have a 1080p to screen, uh, no wireless charging, no wireless power sharing for the Pixel Buds. It's going to have smaller storage, flat screens, plastic backs, no upgradable memory. It's basically a budget version of the S10 and Note 10. And yeah. that's, that's well, the you light made it, version. You made it sound pretty bad, but hold on. I just want to... This is my... I, like I'm impressed. This is a considered a light phone in 2020. We have a 45 milliamp hour battery, six gigabyte processor, triple rear cameras, including a 48 megapixel camera. That's 6.7 HD inch HD display, only HD, but it's OLED, and then a 32 megapixel selfie cam. Yeah. So I guess it's like, packing, and, and that's and that's a light phone. How, what are you talking about, Samsung? These that are also is, big phones. Yeah, but that that's incredible. Yeah, true. I guess it's not lightweight. Well, it is lightweight, Whoa, but it's of the not plastic bag. light size. But yeah, no, I just I'm just blown away that that's considered uh, you know, light because it's really impressive where we've come in even just the past, you know, 3-4 years of what is considered like a flagship phone to what is considered just like, oh, this is just, you know, an entry level phone. I mean, imagine 3 like 2-3 years ago, three cameras on the back with a 48 megapixel sensor. Yeah, that is kind of nuts. I think I think they're pulling a Pixel Four or Pixel Three A, Four A kind of strategy, where they're they're cutting corners on some of the hardware, and then they're delivering on camera. And I guess that's really what Pixel. Well, it, it is also a smart smart decision by them because they're releasing this right now, okay? Uh, and then you know people will go out and buy it, and then a little, about a month later, like we said, they're going to be releasing the S Eleven. That'll be the so, flagship, possibly called yeah. the Galaxy S twenty twenty to okay. leapfrog Apple in numbering because uh, that makes sense. Anyway, yeah. th- that's then, that's what we're we basically because we didn't have enough. The numbers weren't getting high enough fast enough, <laughs> right? And now is it is it just going to go year after year? Just name them twenty twenty one. I actually kind of I mean, like the that, year that makes it pretty easy to determine easy. when it came out and and yeah. all that stuff. Um, the only thing we don't know about Galaxy S10 Lite and Note 10 Lite are the price and the official release date. But price is a big thing, yeah, because that's that's the whole. The light is mainly about. Well, actually, it's it should be considered. They should name it after what it leaves your uh, wallet feeling. Light. I have a light wallet now. No, it it leaves you feeling. It leaves your wallet feeling heavy, right? Because it's not expensive. 
Well, we'll see. So hopefully not. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, well, that that price will be a big thing. I mean, because the Samsung, uh, the S10 starts at what? So the S10 starts at I think it was, was it eight ninety nine? Yeah, I think it's eight ninety nine, seven ninety nine. Either way, around seven eight hundred dollars. So if this can come in, you know, I think what six fifty would be a pretty good price. Probably a little lower, probably five fifty for the, really the entry level. I mean, if they really wanted to be aggressive, they could hit that four hundred price point. That would be insane. Match the uh, Pixel three A possible. I don't Pixel know 4A. if we'll see that because remember, there's also the S ten E. So where does this sit with that? Well, the S10e, I think, will basically be discontinued. Like, I think they're yeah. basically moving on to this this new design trend and stuff. And I think we deserve our episode swap a plug. You can now get a Samsung no. Galaxy S10 for four hundred thirty five dollars, gently used. If that's something you want to consider, um, that always amazes me how quickly phones devalue. I mean, it basically lost half its value in a year. But yeah, just about half its value in a year. So yeah. So invest in phones. That's the best investment yeah. choice. Who right? needs the stock market? Phones are um, where it's at if you really want to have a light wallet. Yeah. Well, uh, so that was the S10 Note 10 Lite versions. Uh, we talked about the LG G9. That's potentially going to be released there uh, or previewed there and then maybe released later in February. Uh, anything else? The last thing we have is a OnePlus released a curious teaser for their Concept One phone that will be at CES 2020. And basically the big news here is it has this, it's like tinted windows for your car, but just covering the cameras on the back of the OnePlus uh, device, the Concept One phone that they have. And that basically means from certain angles, you cannot see the camera lenses. Uh, They're just completely hidden. So I don't know, I think it's a unique aesthetic that's but that's I, interesting. It's almost fighting at back against the Apple stovetop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, something completely design. different. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Like it, it doesn't seem helpful to me. It's just like they're trying to get buzz around their brand or something. Like I don't know. Hey, whatever they got to do. I don't know. I think OnePlus is a really cool bland, brand. Not a bland. <laughs> it's a bland, bland brand. Lacking no, no flavor. Opposite. They 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 have a lot of flavor. I think. If but. they were a cereal, I'd give them a try. Oh, wow. That is cold, man. That is cold. Well, yeah, we'll see um, what that phone ends up being. I know they also, weren't they the company that teased that super long uh, skinny phone at one point in this past year? I that, honestly like, can't remember. That's, I don't know. That's that going that. back to like a an iPhone meme when the iPhone 5 came out and it gained an extra row of icons. So yeah, iPhone that, 2020, 20 rows of icons. I love those. Those are great. Wow. TBT to those memes, but yeah, that's. I, I think mean, that's phones, phones. Phones are definitely not a huge thing at CES because, uh, as we've talked about in the past, you know, one of the big conferences for phones each year is Mobile World Conference in Barcelona, and that takes place at the end of February is it on February. Conference 24th. or Congress? Congress. It is Congress. You're right. Okay. Yeah. It's the Mobile World Congress conference. There you go. Yeah. So. I I try and know my phone stuff. Stay up to date with what's you, attached you got, to my hand. You got hand. me there. I know my drone stuff. You know your phone stuff. That's Let's what this... move on to camera stuff because we kind of each know a little bit of that. Sure, a little bit. The this... first thing I want to talk about, though, is something that maybe is a drone but kind of isn't a drone. Uh, maybe it was just marketing ploy to get people talking about it. But the Insta360 you know, company that has the Insta360 One X, the Insta360 Go... Really some cool innovative technologies they're putting into cameras that have usually 
wide angle lenses and then some really awesome stabilization. They released a teaser that was essentially them throwing a camera with a one inch sensor, a 360 camera, an action camera, and a drone into a blender and turning it on. That was the promo video? Yeah, that was like, and then they're like, be ready for January 7th. Wow. Think how expensive that was to make. Like, that's some expensive equipment. Yeah, I think it was a Mavic Air, but it, they probably just brought, bought broken stuff and put it in. I hope so. Wow. So, um, so we could the, potentially, the twist would, yeah. The twist would be they're releasing a blender. That would be hilarious. But I don't think, yeah. Gabe, what do you think they're actually releasing? They're like, we're, they're, they're like, guys, we literally showed it to you in the video. Why are you so surprised? <laughs> it's a blender. It's just a blender. Everyone wanted yeah. this. Yeah, it blends it in 360 degrees. It's totally People on brand. Love it has a camera in it, so it shows you, films your drinks. You know, everyone loves drinks. And yeah, no, I, I don't think we'll see a blender. I don't think we'll see a drone. I think that was kind of gearing to the fact that this could be mounted on a drone, like an FPV uh, quadcopter racing drone and get some really cool footage. What I think it's going to be is a modular uh, type of 360 degree action camera. You know, there was some leaked renders online, stuff like that. I don't think anything really official, but basically it's going to be an action camera with a one inch sensor, I think. And then it's going to have the possibility to attach to that possibly, uh, you know, another action camera like it on the back that would make it a 360 camera, you know, even a screen, an additional battery. Like it's basically like, you know, there was that phone at one point, uh, what was it? The Motorola, um, I forget what it was a couple years back that was kind of like that where you could add blocks on and build it up. Oh, it was the, the Moto Z, I think. It was had one Moto of mods. Yeah. But essentially there's been these always, always these like prototypes and like dreams of like you could add stuff on to a smartphone. This looks like it's kind of going to be that for an action camera or for a 360 cameras. That hasn't really worked out well for phones. Yeah, and no, it really hasn't worked out well for anything. So, I mean, GoPro has their Moto mods, I mean, or GoPro mods, sorry, which is kind of just a really, you know, half-hearted take on that. You know, you can add a mic, a light, and some additional ports to it, and they have only released the light up to this point. So It's really like an accessory package, a way for them to make more money on stuff yep. that should probably be just built into the camera. Well, and also, it's it's a way to advertise it with really awesome features and then sell a version uh, that is way less and then potentially never release those features. It lacks all the features they promised. Yeah, right. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, like, I, like I said, January 7th for that. So the first day they're going to be putting that out uh, and keep an eye out for that. I love how, you know, we're talking about this now. And even if the products aren't out yet, we'll just immediately know, like, all of this is speculation right now, and then next week, we're going to be seeing all of these rumors either confirmed or just shot down. So that's something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, it's usually shot down a lot of it because they, you know, these rumors get overhyped and built up. And then it's like, oh, my God, the new camera is going to have 12K streaming capabilities um, as well as the ability to, you know, automatically fly itself. Like, yeah, they just get out of control. So. Well, speaking of shooting, one camera that is pretty much guaranteed at this point uh, that is for pro users is the Canon EOS 1DX Mark III. And uh, this is actually packing some hype. This has taken some inspiration from the drones you were talking about, Gabe, and it's putting in a 6K sensor, or I guess, yeah, 6K well, video. Higher than 6K. Higher than I 6K think you, sensor. I think you need at least 32 megapixels for 6K. And uh, 
There you go. 6K. Yeah. 5.9K raw. Um, it'll also have... And that's that's internal, I think, right? Or internal no? raw. I think so. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, this is saying external. Okay. So, yeah, that would be pretty Still pretty on the table. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But uh, this is going to be huge. Full sensor 4K recording, so there's going to be no crop. This is a huge problem on my Sony a7 III um, and on the Canon EOS R and some other cameras. Dislike how they crop in at 4K, but... Basically, this camera is going to be a beast, and uh, yeah, this is this is their camera. We've talked about in the past that they're putting out in anticipation of, of the Tokyo twenty twenty games Olympics. Uh, you know, we see every time the Olympics come around, camera companies put out their new flagship camera, basically to get it in the hands of the professional photojournalists, sports photographers out there, and be like, "This is the freaking camera that you know." They literally bring. You'll see pictures, I'm sure, this year if you look online. There's like hundreds of cameras they bring to the Olympics and just have like a like a area where uh, photographers can come pick up rent out gear or, or I think for free try out gear shoot with it um, use the gear and then they get to either use those images and promo images or just be able to say you know shot on you know whatever shot on a uh, Canon 1DX Mark III. That is both Stuff a like brilliant that. marketing strategy and also somewhat risky. Like, what if you pick up a camera you're unfamiliar with? And then suddenly you miss all your well, shots. It's, like, but it's usually, I mean, it's usually people who know uh, Canon cameras, right? They're just looking they're to like, upgrade. Or, like, or I just need a second can camera, right, right, to put on my hip. Because most most uh, people who are shooting events like that will have like three cameras on their hips at once. You know, one with a 200 millimeter lens, one with a 70 millimeter, one with a 400 millimeter, something like they're that. They're dedicated professionals, and I respect and appreciate That's a lot that. of weight, too, on your hips with all those It lenses, really is. To say. Okay, what other cameras are going to be, uh, are we going to see at CES 2020? Okay, so we were talking about pro cameras, flagship. One we might see, but maybe probably not is the Nikon D6, which is also their equivalent or, you know, corollary to the 1DX Mark III. And yeah, that'll be, not much is known about that, but we could possibly see that at CES. The last one we might see is something we actually saw last year teased um, and then shown off to journalists a little bit in April, is the Sharp 8K camera. What is that? Is this is this really like a... Now, eight, eight, it's not just called the 8K camera. It is able to shoot 8K video. And I know Sharp is not really... Uh, your household name for cameras. They're really, you know, I think, better known for their TVs. I guess TVs, but even that, they've kind of you know, fallen off, not in the top three for TV manufacturers. So this would be, I guess, a bit of a revival and a bit of a new area for them. But potentially, this is a camera that shoots 8K, uses a micro four-thirds sensor, and yeah, uh, we'll have to see on price, have to see on official specs if we actually see it here. But this could also go down in history as another one of those products that we see at a CES show and then uh, vanishes into thin air. Thin air. I hate it when that happens. Yeah, you know, I'm just reaching dream. for it. Like, come back come here. to new. It's like my Aperture RC LED lights. I just, yeah. they said end my of summer. A7S3. and then, What was that game? Well, my, my A7S three we never, never was in the air. It was just, it's just always been like a unicorn or a, you know, a Yeti dashing between the trees and i'm like out of the corner of my eye i see it i but think I'm like, i see it i think it should you know i'm you know i'm like the person at the at those parties it's like statistically speaking there has to be some other form of intelligent life on earth or something like that and i'm like statistically speaking it's been five years since the a7s2 was released so obviously they should and nope nope i'm proven wrong just again, hasn't again uh it looks so. like there's one other camera here that we're expected to see at ces from another pretty well-known camera manufacturer 
Which one? The Nikon you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, the Nikon. I already mentioned that. Oh. Yeah. We're not gonna we're not gonna see that. I'm gonna just go on the t- just, record of saying now. I said we might see it. I don't think we'll see it. I think Nikon's gonna come out with their own event, uh, or at least you know release it separately from um, this main event, so it really gets its attention that it deserves. They have they have some good mirrorless cameras right now, so I'd be I'd be interested to like check in on that when it eventually comes out. Yeah, but that's that's really it for cameras. You know, CES isn't that big for cameras as well because you. I'm pretty sure it's Photokina. Uh, is in February or maybe March potentially. I think it's March. Yeah. So companies are waiting for that. So they're waiting for that, or they're just doing their own thing because they're rebels. But yeah, let's move on to what else. Something CES is big for is TVs, and not only are there plenty bountiful amounts of TVs, but there are big TVs, and this is one of the honestly one of the best shows that I see. High-end companies like Samsung, LG, Hisense, Vizio, and more displaying their latest TV models, their new lineup for the 2020 calendar year. Uh, And this year, Gabe, what do you think we're going to be seeing uh, from these new flagships? Well, I mean, you're pretty much always going to get like the new highest technology, the biggest screens possible because, you know, this is CES. This is a conference where there's a bunch of people walking around. So they want to have the huge, you know, screens in their booth that's like an impressive visual display to really draw people in to make for good images for people to publish online on tech blogs and et cetera. And yeah, I mean, 8K TVs have been, I think, last year and even the year before, uh, you know, they're going to continue to be rolled out. I know last year we saw, I think, a 108 inch 8K TV from Samsung or someone like that. That was just ridiculous. Like, you literally need to buy a new wall for that to go on. Pretty move, much. move houses. Like go to a different, buy a new house, buy a dedicated TV house. You know, build your own movie theater <laughs> while you're at it. Like these TVs, buy, build your house around the TV. Essentially, <laughs> they're stupid. They probably big. won't go through a door. And yeah. expensive so, too. Oh yeah, exactly. Like these expensives are like TVs are easily twenty thousand dollars. Well, you know. I guess to be fair, it depends. There's a there's a clarification. So the high end models that everyone is kind of oozling over. Those are wicked expensive, but then they yeah. also display their 2020 lineup, which is the more yeah. like 2,300 to maybe like 5,000. They're they're still the ver- they're still the little more high end. You're like you will see some that are like your regular you know under a thousand dollar TVs, but they're they're really trying to show off what is what their TVs can really do. Like from Sony, we're expecting to see their new Sony Zero Bezel TVs. Which I know we've been saying this for a while. Oh, look how small the bezel is, or oh, look, it's very like, poss- like maybe they would say like virtually unseeable, or like I don't know. They come up with all these creative words. I'm not a marketing team. I can't come up with them on the spot. But yeah, Sony's new TVs possibly are going to actually finally be the first ones to promise and deliver on the fact that they have actually zero bezels. And I think it's going to look incredible. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see them on display. We're also, of course, going to we'll see. Probably, that's probably the only place you'll see them because they will be very expensive and not yeah, making them you're not houses this year. You're not going to your friend's house and seeing this hanging up on your wall. And Unless this, they're very rich. This is true. Go to, go to your bougie friend's <laughs> houses and you'll see this uh, definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're also going to see, of course, 8K, 8K HDR. Apple AirPlay is actually now being integrated in many TVs from the big manufacturers potentially 3d tvs last year we also saw this was from lg they had a roll-up tv that actually never made it to market this is one of those products what a surprise that That, is just it just rolled right back up 
into it's, a it's shell. Like, it's, it's like half the products that come out never make it to market or something. It's wild. Yeah. Um, and of course, they do have their wallpaper TVs, which are, as you were kind of mentioning, like uh, Sony had their Zero Bella, or maybe it was Sony with the uh, roll-up display. But yeah. Yeah, I don't really remember who that was. But the thing I think is the most exciting is the Apple AirPlay being on all TVs. That is really huge for them, especially they just rolled out you know, Apple TV Plus. Now this gives the possibility that people could subscribe to that service without actually having to buy an Apple TV. I think, yeah, it's a really great move and a surprising move from Apple to basically allow other companies to use their AirPlay technology, which typically they have on lockdown. Um, but I think it's a good move because it allows Apple to compete with Chromecast, which is simply, uh, something we've seen pretty much dominating, I want to say, the uh, the casting, the smartphone device to TV streaming area. Um, and it's nice that Apple is getting on board. You don't need an Apple TV anymore. You can just buy a regular TV that has AirPlay built right in. Yeah. Well, that'll be exciting to see. Uh, I know the, the TVs don't have very good names. Like, they're not pr- really memorable. You know, it's not like they they're usually really long model names so we're not going to go into like which specific tvs are going to be released and stuff like that but you know keep an eye on like cnet uh the verge and some of your mainstream you know huge blogs uh for tech out there and you'll likely see some big pictures on there showing off the you know the coolest tvs that are out there but we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of other tech products as well from smart home to laptops to intelligent impossible impossible burger to impossible burgers that you can cook on your smart connected stovetops that can communicate with your refrigerator that suddenly has a tablet built into it to robots that are emotional to lg i know lg announced they're releasing a robotic like wireless mop type thing there you go and out for that last year we had a clothing folding robot you know, oh yeah. Who knows? It was the size of a, a uh, I think, a washing machine. Yeah, it was the size of a washing machine, and it would fold your laundry in about five Just seconds per shirt. But you'd have to clip it on in a special way, and oh yeah, yeah, probably wouldn't save so time. So handy. We of course saw those smart connected toilets that Gabe has now outfitted his whole house with. So yep. who knows what we will see at CES 2020? But I think that's pretty much a, a good overview of some of the big products that I know I'm personally excited about gave you sound beyond hyped for some of these drones that are going to be taking off in 2020. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, I don't, the only thing I would say that I mentioned just two seconds ago was Impossible uh, Burger. We're going to see some new stuff from them. I'm a vegetarian, so I'm personally super psyched for that. You think we're going to, we're going to see the 3.0? I I don't think they'll do that. I think it'll be like some new product, maybe. So maybe you know, like it could be like a, a two point one update, something slow. Well, no, like I think like a sausage or, uh, you know, something like that, Whole or maybe category. some new part, some new partnerships, maybe with. I know they're currently with, you know, uh, what is it, Burger King, I think, and I don't think they're not with Dunkin'. That's beyond. I don't know. It'll be anyways. It's exciting to see. Uh, you know, even transportation is there. We'll see, you know, some some stuff from, I don't think Tesla shows up, but it, there'll be stuff from Toyota, Audi, Hyundai, Mercedes, you know, probably all trying to say that they're also electrified their fleet and stuff like that. And you're going to see so many buzzwords. These cars are going to have AI. They're going to be cloud connected. Self-driving. Autonomous. over the air. Yeah. It's going it, to, yeah. CES is really an interesting thing. This is an extremely interesting one as well because it's the 2020, the beginning of the decade. So they're really trying to start the pace. I'm assuming the buzzwords will probably, yeah, be AI, 5G, um, 
machine learning, self-driving for the cars area, 8K for TVs and cameras area. That's, yeah, anything else you think in there? Maybe algorithm. I think that's probably it. I mean, yeah, algorithm pretty much, you can put that in anywhere a couple times and that'll instantly make you sound smarter. But yeah, it'll, it'll be exciting. We should have a bonus uh, special episode covering everything we actually do end up seeing coming out either that midweek during CES or maybe that weekend, depending on when we can get around to recording it. So keep an eye out for that. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Welcome into 2020. Yeah, welcome to 2020. Uh, Happy New Year. Um, and yeah. thank you for joining us in the last year of podcast episodes. Speaking of algorithms, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Help us out. Help the algorithm. know, share it. Share it. That that helps the friends algorithm. It, yeah. you know, it makes your friends think, oh, wow, this person is really cool and listening to the best podcast. I love it. I love it. So share us. You can follow us on social meter, media. We are on Twitter at Pinch to Zoom Pod, Instagram at Pinch to Zoom Podcast. And you can email us your questions, Pinch to Zoom Podcast at gmail.com. Our inbox, of course, is flooded. Anyway, that's going to wrap up. Should, this I, should I get us on TikTok, though? Uh, with our, you know, yeah, I mean, actually maybe it, before you someone are, steals you are that. limited, you are limited to a minute, but I could just cut up the episode into like, you know, 60 or so, uh, TikToks. I mean, we'd boom. have content for days. Yeah. I don't know how, uh, that would go over with, as far as people finding it or wanting to watch it in that format. It's pretty awful. Imagine having every minute having to swipe to the next <laughs> the one. Next one. Uh, oh, yeah, maybe not, Gabe, but we're definitely on the other platforms. Yeah, not TikTok. So find us there. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. I'm Stetson. I'm Gabe. And we look forward to talking to you guys in the next episode. Oh, Gabe, we didn't talk about iPhones. Hey, everybody, there's going to be six new iPhones next year. Forbes Here, is, Forbes uh, that, is actually, all over. Oh, yeah, we have, to, we have to title our episode that. Six new surprising iPhones that aren't iPhones that are actually what you're going to be seeing at CES in 2020. Exactly. Click on that. Yeah. Uh, and then click on all of the ads that populate the screen because we actually only have one sentence of article. And then it's just yeah. all ads. That's a good idea. Actually. Oh, no. Here we go again. Here we go again.